Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Unfortunately, Emma, my co-host, is across the country today and won't be joining me. And there's only one person in the world who really understands how I feel right now. That would be Emily sobbing on the phone to Haley that it's just too hard to go on. But go on, we must. Fortunately, I do have a guest co-host. Aaron Gloria Ryan, deputy editor of Vocative, is here. Thanks for helping me out today. Thanks for having me. We know all of you are probably watching the caucus last night, except us, because we're professionals. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) we're here to step in and tell you everything that happened. And it was a pretty crazy episode. Yeah. It was, I wouldn't say it was crazy. It was just sort of like, it was sort of like, the whole time I was like, what are they doing? I like. It was. It just was inscrutable. Like their actions were like, (laughs) like as the bachelor goes on and as I watch more of it, I feel like I'm like um, Sandra Bullock and gravity like drifting away <laughs> from like the spaceship of like human interaction I was like I don't understand what's happening it was sort of like a fever dream like when he would go on the dates with the women and have the same conversation with each of them over and over again yeah and I was like is this really happening again or am I in like some sort of weird deja vu time well, maybe it warp? was a special Groundhog's Day episode of The Bachelor where they just lived the same date over and over, over again and over. in Mexico City mm-hmm. There are, yeah, everyone is in Mexico City, does something cool, and then goes to dinner and reveals to him that she was cheated on by her ex. Yeah. And that means that she's a serious person. <laughs> so they're finally um, somewhere international, Mexico City, which means that they can really play up the fact that um, no one knows how to speak Spanish. Like, every idiot I know can speak, like, five words of Spanish. So how did they find that many women who had not even, like, by cultural osmosis, <laughs> absorbed any Spanish whatsoever? I mean, we're dealing with people, like, I don't I don't think Emily has ever eaten a vegetable even by accident. Like, these are people <laughs> who have extremely constrained frames of reference. Yeah. So I think that's, like, a big, like, Olivia appears to have never met anyone with a child who wasn't on Teen Mom. Yeah. 
They're just not very savvy people. Yeah, they're, they're sort of like human chicken nuggets. Like they're nice. <laughs> they're nice and bronzed on the outside. They're very white on the inside. They're uniform size and shape. They're probably Aww. bad for you. And when you like peel off the covering, they look totally different. When yeah. there are scenes of them without their makeup on, I'm like, who is that? Except who? Okay, so I'm really bad with names. I just like give them little nicknames in my head. <laughs> Um, and I, I call, <laughs> I call the one that he went on the full, the mom with two kids. I call Amanda. her, yeah, danger mom is her, <laughs> is the nickname that I've given her. She seems on the verge of like losing it. Basically. She's very like tense. Yeah. Everything about her seems very. She vibrates with tension and stress, but not like fun, sexy stress. It's like. <laughs> like yeah. she has this sort of like she's just barely keeping it all together <laughs> there was this like during the their date <laughs> when they were having that emotionally fraught conversation about her being cheated on I was like they both just look dead behind the eyes and like tense yeah. and like rehearsed it was very weird yeah it was like you know I've, I've actually sometimes watching The Bachelor reminds me of like when I was little and I'd be playing Barbies and telling them to say stuff to each other. And I think the Barbies were more expressive (laughs) and, like, emotive. That's, like, so accurate. It's disturbing. Wait, so uh, Amanda also is the one. So they leave Vegas for Mexico City and then at, like, 4.30 that morning. She's the one that—that was why she was super scary. She just, like, rolls over and her hair is, like— all curled and her makeup is perfect. And her she's face like, was contoured. Yeah, and she, <laughs> like <she's>, how? <laughs> I think she went to bed like that. But how does it stay? Like I would have to like plaster Saran wrap to my face for it to stay like that. Yeah, I don't know if that would even work. No, probably wouldn't. Nothing would work. Let's <laughs> yeah, be I mean, I don't. I think that she. So I used to have this teacher when I was in high school who was like amazing. But she always had perfect makeup and perfect hair. And she was like 70 years old and this tiny little bird-like woman. And she always had like an updo. And one time we were on a school trip and she was the chaperone. And someone like runs into the hotel where I was like the hotel room where I was sleeping. And they were like, we saw her sleeping. She sleeps sitting up. And it was like, it's like thinking that like Amanda like waking up and being like, Oof, like perfect makeup, perfect hair. I was thinking like, oh, that's just like my old teacher. She must have like— She must. Yeah. Because if the, well, the minute that you lie down, everything is ruined in my experience. Yeah. I look like Lauren H. the minute <laughs> that I get in bed. Oh, Lauren H. <sighs> she was really endearing. Yeah, I almost forgot that I hate her. Why do you hate her? Um, She's the soccer mom's girl. She's like, oh, Ben really needs— <laughs> A wife who will get along with all the other soccer moms. And I was what? like, I'm done with you, Lauren H. Oh, my God. You're dead to me. Wait. I'll so never forgive her for that. Ben needs a woman who will get in a time machine, go back in time to the 90s when soccer moms were actually a thing, I think and get in, along. I think in the Midwest, they're still a thing. Like, we, it's hockey, maybe more hockey moms. Soccer mm. is not as much a thing. I don't know. Well, politically, that's definitely true. Yeah. Like, we've moved on from the soccer moms. Right. It's all about the hockey now. Yeah. Um. So I'm always really creeped out by the date where the bachelor, like, is like, I'm going to, like, creep in and catch them without their makeup on. And he's, like, shining a pen light right in Lauren B.'s face. And yeah. she's like, oh, oh, it's Ben. I was like, punch him. Yeah. He's like an intruder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would be pretty mad. I would probably run into a room and shut the door. Also, like, don't come into my room. I don't know. I, I'd imagine that. 
Um, it sort of reminds me of like a psychological experiment where they they try to see what happens to people when all of their privacy is removed. Yeah. Like they don't have any doors to close and they don't have any like way to be alone. They don't have any books to read. I've Like you've read stuff about how they, they take their books away. They only let them have like holy books with them. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that. And like there's, they're not really supposed to have phones unless, you know, they decide it'll be fun if Haley calls her sister or whatever and then they let them have a phone. Yeah. Okay, so then, first of all, can we talk about the fact that they were in Mexico City and how, like, weird and tone-deaf that was? I, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, so, not not to say that, like, I, I've been to—I've spent time in Mexico City. I think it's a beautiful place, and I loved it. But it's a place that I went to with a canniness and awareness of, like, what the safety reality is there and, like, how you have to be kind of canny and it's important to try to speak Spanish if you can and, and like, stay in areas where it's... So I'm thinking the Bachelor (laughs) contestants are going there. I mean, it's just... It has its own issues, you know? Yeah. So, like, the Bachelor contestants going there are going there with, like, I'm sure a massive security detail, and they're staying in the Four Seasons. And I'm imagining people watching this show are like, let's go to Mexico City. What a romantic <laughs> thing. But the th- the reality is most of the people watching that show can't afford the level of security and to stay at a Four Seasons. And, like, their experience, I, I almost felt like it was, like, irresponsible for them to promote tourism like that. Like, like a, go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I think I think going to Mexico is fine. Like, you should yeah. go, but go and be aware of what the safety concerns are of the place you're going. And that presented it as this, like, little romantic paradise when really that's not— if you're going to take a trip there, you just have to be— yeah. You have to be a little smarter about it. And, like, they didn't show that part, and they didn't talk about that part. <laughs> oh, no. That's not a good place to fall in love, somewhere where you have to talk about safety. Yeah. it's But it seemed—I don't know. It seemed irresponsible. Yeah. It's interesting because there's a correlation with, like, in Mexico with certain areas being just, like, bombarded with um, tourism yeah. um, advertisement. Like, this is a great place to vacation. Come here. Um, and that really strongly correlates with um, increased drug violence, right? Because um, it's well, a way of like messaging, like this is uh, there's money everything's here. under control, right? Like we're taking care of it. Ugh, and then the fact that none of them spoke any Spanish was like embarrassing. Well, to they me. learned some Spanish later on, <sighs> but first Amanda gets to go on a hot air balloon over Teotihuacan. Teotihuacan is beautiful, and it's ridiculous they didn't climb it. It's very beautiful. They looked at it though. And we learned some facts about it um, from Ben. He said it was as big as, okay, first of all, <laughs> this is like me. I'm going to put on my actually pants right now. Um, and he he said, like, yeah, it's just as big as the Great Pyramid. Okay. So I've been to both Teotihuacan <laughs> and the Great Pyramid. And I can say, and I've been at the base of both. And I'm going to guess up, Ben has never been to the Great Pyramid. The great, no. It is like, the, the I'm not, the one of the only things I've ever been impressed by that people have built has been the Great Pyramid. It's insanely big. It's insane. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Teotihuacan and like the Pyramids of the Sun and Moon are really beautiful, but they're not the same size by any stretch of the imagination as the Great Pyramid. It just is not as impressive. I'm pretty sure that he was just reading from the Wikipedia page. So, (laughs) I mean, who knows? Coming up on Here to Make Friends, we'll discuss the Bachelor's caucus moment and speculate what's going to happen with Olivia. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. 
With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time, and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an Article girly, like every room of my house— my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really, like, elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it, so comfortable, so chic, also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link... Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Meanwhile, Olivia thinks that Amanda isn't going to come home because she has kids. Oh, yeah, that was, kids. that was a weird soliloquy about how she should be with her kids. Olivia just has, like, she she just spends a lot of time creating narratives that um, fit her vision of how the world should be. Right. Well, she is a newscaster, right? Yeah, and she's been doing the newscaster thing a lot. Yeah. Like, this just in, <laughs> Olivia has a rose <laughs> and is the best ever. I mean, don't you think that that is, like, the producers beating oh, the Oh, totally. Like, but— I wish that 
they wouldn't. <laughs> it's annoying me. Yeah, it is. I don't, like, blame her for it, but it's annoying me. <laughs> Breaking. That's annoying, Olivia. Yeah. The whole thing about how she's like, well, she has kids, so she's not going to get a rose was odd. It doesn't make sense because if Ben felt that way, he could have gotten rid of her, like, any of the past few weeks. The kids are not a secret. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, he would have. He should have eliminated her before the show started if it was a deal breaker. Yeah. But it's, so it's obviously not a deal breaker. So what a weird assessment for her to make. Yeah, and as we know from Emily, uh, Emily Maynard, if a woman is hot enough, it's okay if she has kids. Emily Maynard is so hot. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. So they have that that whole conversation about how her ex cheated on her. She says like so many times. Oh my God, she does. It made me self conscious about how many times I say like. I feel. As though, I almost said I feel like, I feel as though um, people who are in our generation or of our age group just use it as a placeholder instead of um or ah. And I tend to do it, and I've listened to myself sometimes when I get nervous or when I'm trying to formulate my thoughts, I use it a lot. And um, watching yesterday's episode made me super cognizant of it. And I, I was thinking, I can't, I can't say like anymore. This is, I sound, I'm going to sound like Amanda or I'm going to sound like Danger Mom because that's what she is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she also talks in a baby voice. And so, and that sounds contrived. Like nobody really talks like this. Like this isn't like, right, like, so like my <laughs> husband, like he and I were like building a family and like, <laughs> that's her voice. Like any, like, there I go. Any woman who has a normal range voice can, up it and sound like a like um like maybe like a sex baby. Um, men love that. Though, no, well, not men that I like don't love that. <laughs> men that I like, yeah, tend to... but like Ben is like a he he's a specific sort of guy. He's a basic man, exactly. He's and that's, really going for it. That's why the kids thing is confusing to me. Olivia's saying that he doesn't like kids was strange because it's. I feel as though boring people tend to eventually get bored with their lives and have children. Not that everybody who has ch- <laughs> not that everyone who has a child is a boring person, but right. I think a lot of boring people are just hmm out of things what to do. What do I do with my life? Guess we should have some kids. I yeah, I I kind of I don't think that Olivia has any idea who Ben is or what he wants. He I think he's very into the traditional idea of being like a provider and taking care of people and having that sort of meaningful role in a family. Yeah. And Olivia, I think, imagines that they're going to have, like, sexy, fun adventures all over the world together. Yeah. But why? Well, okay, so here's my theory on um, on Ben. He's so blank and boring <laughs> that I think that he— and, and that's the ideal bachelor, right? You, he, right. A man who can serve—who has the shape— he, he ha- he's the container shape— of a of a handsome and great man, and women can just pour their hopes and dreams into him because he's empty. So, uh, like a projection screen, he's just somebody that women can be like. He's he's so boring and he's giving so little out that whatever they think they want to see is reflected back at them. It's sort of like the inverse of like in a romance novel, how the female character will be very generic so that you can identify really strongly with her. Yeah. But there's only one bachelor, so you have to make him apply really broadly. Exactly. You can't just like pick up another book. Yeah. It's very... Exactly. And and he has to be, he has to be um, somebody who can on some level appeal to the audience as well. So he has to be violently bland. 
Lauren H. is the only one out on the group date card. She's getting the one-on-one. Yay, Lauren H. Olivia's very upset. So this is the fun part where they do the, the thing that Ben loves the absolute most. And they go to school. It's so weird. They're going to go to school like every episode, I think. Yeah. Oh. I was. I made a joke I, on Twitter. I was like, oh, they're immersing themselves in the culture. So they're going to like use Spanish phrase books. And then they literally did. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. It was uh, – they uh, – I, I, the school thing is, is super weird, first of all, and it sort of made me think that maybe their fantasy suite date will just be they go to Ben's high school and they can use the library all night. Oh, my or God. Or something like that. <laughs> and there's, like, sleeping bags on the <laughs> library floor and they can, like, mess around. I mean, he's clearly trying to recreate that moment when yeah. he tried to kiss the girl outside the movie theater in high school and she rejected him. Yeah. This is such a psychological journey. It really is. Wow. I guess if – hmm. If Paul Thomas Anderson directed this season of The Bachelor, <laughs> it would be a really interesting exercise in, in, like, people revisiting the past to try to fix it. Yeah. You know? It could be. It's actually kind of poignant when you think about it. Could it could be poignant. I feel like they needed someone, like, to carry the role who's a, a little bit stronger so like an actor. A, okay. So, like, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yes. Daniel Day-Lewis as playing. The Bachelor. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> he'd be so great at it. He'd, exactly. He'd go method. He'd carry roses around with him on the bus. His wife would be confused. Yeah. Uh, I would watch that. I would totally watch Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> as The Bachelor as long as Meryl Streep got to be the winning contestant. Oh, that would never happen. It'd be amazing. She's over 25. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but she could convincingly play a 23-year-old. Probably more so than I could. Probably more so than some of the actual 20-somethings <laughs> on the show. They all do seem pretty old, right? It's all the contouring. They're they're a little aggressive with the bronzer. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the food? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. The food part was like my favorite part. <laughs> it was so good. I loved that lady chef. She was amazing. She was great. The part she Olivia is so proud of her dish that she made with Ben and she says that looks like dog food. Yeah, it was so but in Spanish. It did. In Spanish. Of course. Which is like so the move. <laughs> if you're if it's if it's your country and people there are tourists and they're being obnoxious and they do some obnoxious thing to like shade them in your native tongue. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, imagine like if someone came to America and gave you a burger that looked like cat food on like a torn up piece of bread. <laughs> I was so proud of it. Oh god. I've become more sympathetic to Olivia um when the other contestants get mad at her for being more aggressive. It's like, yeah, you have to be aggressive. I feel like she just takes it like that one step too far. Like she gets him the whole day. Yeah. And then she like sort of interrupts his Looking forward to having a great evening with you, ladies. Speech. Yeah. To get one-on-one time with him first, and I'm yeah. like, oh, you could have just like waited until he finished talking. But that's not. Well, actually, I guess like if that's that's really bad in general. If you're if you're dating somebody, you can't do that. You know, like serious boyfriends. Wait I for them to finish talking. I totally agree. <laughs> no, I mean you can't you can't just monopolize their time. You have to give them time that you're not talking to them. Because otherwise, yes. like, how can they miss you if you never leave? Exactly. That's well. what I tell my fiancé all the time. <laughs> how can I miss you if you never leave? Please leave. <laughs> now would be a great time. Um, yeah, she's all over him. And I feel like she, she doesn't really understand that 
pissing off the other girls is eventually going yeah. to get back to Ben. Yeah. Like, there's a line where he's going to be like, oh, I love that you value the time with me. And eventually he's going to be like, but it seems like you're kind of a dick. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. be a little more tactical. Yeah. I think, And I also think that, like, he's a crowdsourced man. <laughs> He would be. He would be like, okay, who should I eliminate? He'd just let the women vote if it were if he had his. Druthers. I mean, it sort of seems like that's what's about to happen, and that's sort of what happened with Jubilee too, yeah. which I'm still pretty upset about. Yeah, eliminating the final black contestant on the first day of Black History Month is not a great look. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> and it's. I mean, whatever. It it the timing was the timing, but it just was unfortunate. Probably yeah. also, uh, he seems relatively dialed in to what's happening in the house. Yeah. And so the fact that clearly what was going on is that she was being bullied by the other girls and was, like, freaking out and, like, insecure about it. Yeah. That didn't seem to matter to him. I thought that was kind of disappointing. Especially because he keeps talking Olivia down from the ledge, like, oh, no, it's totally fine. Yeah. I definitely still want you here, even though you're a crazy, psychotic person. Right. Well, Jubilee seemed a little crazy, too. But— Everybody in that house is crazy. Yes. And she, I don't know, there, there's something very sweet and nice and kind about her. And she was definitely getting, she, was a, she wasn't being bullied. She was at the least being ostracized. And she yeah. was not in their little sorority clique. Yeah, she was definitely, she was crazy in the way that, like, I definitely more relate to where she was like, I don't want to hold your hand in front of the other girls because I know they're talking about me because they were talking about her. Yeah. And, like, she's become aware of it, and now she can't ignore it. Yeah. And he he was just like, okay, well, then um, I guess I'll walk you out. It was, like, just like that scene from the Bland Man skit. Yeah. Actually. Like, it was like she literally just sat there and was like, I'm the one that no one will talk to. And he was like, okay, well, I'll walk you out. <laughs> yeah, it just, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm... I've been a little, I guess, working at at Jezebel forever um, (laughs) made me really hyper aware of this stuff. But it just seemed like the show really has a problem with race and that it it tries to sort of, you know, like maneuver around the elephant in the room. But in this case, it just the elephant was so obvious by all the the paths that they took to get around it that it was like, oh, like Jubilee has a different background than these girls. She's Haitian and had this horrible, tragic backstory, which to me is crazy that they didn't give that more. Like like Lauren H. is like, I got cheated on. And everyone got cheated on. Everybody in the world. That's everyone's backstory. Exactly. Everybody in the world has gotten cheated on. And if you don't think you've been cheated on, yes, you have. And (laughs) She, um, but and but Jubilee is like my whole family's dead, and they just kind of move on. You know, they yeah, don't. They, it's treated exactly the same way. Exactly, um, and so it just uh, so she has this like you know different background. She went to war. She's just like she's a bit too real for the show. Oh, definitely. But yeah, they usually have some contestants who have more real backstories. Like there's all the ones who just have bad relationships or whatever, yeah. and then there's you know. The one who went through painful divorce. That's Amanda, sure. Um, but, like, the one who had, like, a sister die or was yeah. in, like, a horrible car accident or something. Jubilee is, like, the only one yeah. with another backstory. They're all just 22-year-olds who were in one bad relationship. Yeah. And I really—someone I someone tweeted at me, like, oh, it's better that they let her go 
um, if he's not into her rather than string her along. And I'm like, no, stringing her along until the end is how she becomes the bachelorette. Right. Oh, my God. Like, imagine Julie as the bachelorette. I feel like that would be kind of nuts. Like, she's so – she would overthink everything. She's Yeah, she's got a crackling mind for sure. She (laughs) – she would overthink everything, and she would uh, sh- she would really I don't know I think she'd really give the guys a hard time, and it'd be great. Yeah, I would love that. Also, Ben let her go in like the worst way. Like that was the most non breakup ever. Yeah, it's like I can't not say that it would be fair to you <laughs> to see something. In the future. And she was like, so that's a no. <laughs> well, he said, yeah, he, it was like 15 negatives in it. I can't not fail to inform <laughs> you that perhaps our non-relation, it's just. Yeah, like he could have just cut like 17 words that canceled each other out. And it yeah. would have just been, I don't see anything happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and then JoJo steals him away to comfort him very selflessly, Yeah, as one does. And he's like, after this, I'm never breaking up with anyone again. Well, he's going to have to. going to have to. I mean, maybe— Good he, luck with that. What he's, if this became, like, how to lose 10 bachelors and— Oh, my God, yes. He like, tried to get them all to leave? Like, in that classic dude way. Yeah. He just started treating them all like crap <laughs> until they left. God, dudes are so good at that. I, I've wanted to know how to do that in the past— and I just can't – I can't do it. It's hard to act bad enough for guys to pick up on it. Yeah. Because they're just not really paying attention. <laughs> it's mean but true. It's mean but true. Also, like, it only works on women. Like, I I could have been treated, like, so badly in my, like, first relationship and would never have dumped him because I didn't know the difference. Right. So it's there's a little bit of context. Like they have to I feel like some of these women wouldn't know when they were being treated badly enough to get done. Like that's true. They're and already also, being cheated on basically. Right. So. And also that's the show the show is so weird that the, it's like there's no variable to compare it to. It's just there's no constant to compare it to. It's just like all variables and so it's like, "Oh, why yeah. do I feel bad?" I guess yeah. I don't know. That would be really fun. They should do a prank season of The Bachelor where they try to convince everybody to go home. Oh, my God. Um, so uh, Lauren H.'s date, I almost forgot. She's a model in a fashion show with Ben. Oh, right. They do model things. And she's like, oh, gosh, I don't know how I'll stand out among all these actual models. And I'm like, well, he's sort of contractually obliged to only pay attention to you. Right. What if so. he left the show with, like, one of the <laughs> models? That would be interesting. That would be a definite first. Yes. That would be, like, a real Bachelor first. Um. But I feel like Lauren H. sort of suffers from how hot all the girls this season are. Yeah. Because I always think of her as the plain one. But she's gorgeous. Right. Yeah. And she was she was wearing like little – I remember she was wearing an outfit where I was like, whoa, she's in really good shape. Like she's got she, – there's nothing wrong with her body. Her body is like perfect. Yeah. I was looking at her legs during the – makeout scene later on in the day <laughs> and they were like pencils i was like how does that even happen yeah um so and then obviously she was cheated on yeah um which is just like going to war and having your whole family die basically yeah yeah and she tries to be strong and um and ben really saw another side of her he did through that he did she's a serious side uh-huh before she was just all jokes all the time basically Basically, an improv comic, 
on the show, just constantly <laughs> cracking these great, brilliant I know. One-liners. She's like, I'm always just being so funny and so goofy. She, yeah, that's she's the one that makes the jokes that everybody steals and, like, the fat Jew put on his Instagram. <laughs> She's yeah. uh, she's she's the jokester. That's what's gonna happen. I think that's what's gonna happen with her. Is like she's gonna pursue a career stand up comedy. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> After this is all over. Yeah. No, she'll get a late night talk show. She'll be the first <laughs> the first woman to do it. She's like a new a new Joan Rivers. Oh yeah. She's oh, man. What a talent. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, I don't understand. Like when they say I saw another side of you, or what? What? <laughs> I. Yeah. I don't understand what that means. When I when I refer to when I would if I were to say I saw another side of you to somebody, it would be that I saw them go crazy and right. punch a wall. It's usually a bad thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like we were walking and there was a little baby squirrel and you kicked it. Oh wow, I saw another side <laughs> of you. Or, you know, it's uh it's it's in the middle of the night and you wake up and you take out a guitar that I didn't know you had and you start playing it. That's another side. But this no. is like I got. This is on. the world of the Bachelor. So there are two sides to every person. Yeah, that he will see eventually if they choose to show them to him. Sure. And one is the funny, goofy, fun having side. Sure. The other side is the serious side that has suffered some relationship-related issue in the past. Uh, those are the two sides. There's two sides to every person. That's where that yeah. st- that old saying comes So they from. really should say, I saw the other side to Lauren H. that I needed to check off in order to give her a rose. <laughs> right. It's like, now is the time for me to see that other side to you. <laughs> He's like the world's handsomest troll, <laughs> like giving people riddles to allow them to like get a rose and cross the bridge. Okay, so we have to talk about the cocktail party, and we don't have to talk about the rose ceremony this week because there wasn't one. Mm -mm. Although Olivia did dress like a rose. Um, Yeah, it's always hard. They start, like, running out of the good dresses around this time of the season. Where do you think they get them all? Do you think they rent their own? Forever 21. Really? I don't know. I'm cynical. (laughs) Um, I know some people, like, borrow their friends' old prom dresses and stuff. Um, But, so there they are, cocktail party. And Ben is, like, grabbing people and talking to them. And meanwhile, Amanda is talking about her childcare arrangements. And that is when Olivia takes the opportunity to say that it's like an episode of Teen Mom. That's about when I switched to the Iowa caucuses. <laughs> yeah. I was, I just, I got to, two, two hours is so much time for it's anything. It's a long time. Like, I think that's why ABC also kept just, like, breaking in with the Iowa caucus. Yeah. It's like, you guys need a change. I wonder what the crossover audience was for people (laughs) who cared about both things. I feel like a lot of really smart women I know watch The Bachelor religiously. Yeah. I See, I care about both things, but, like, I don't enjoy watching political coverage. Yeah. Because my feeling is it's just a bunch of meatheads yelling, and then the results will be the same, and I'll find them out when it's over. So I didn't worry. I kind of, I kind of like, uh, yeah. I I kind of was thinking yesterday during when I switched over to the caucuses that I wish that like the Bachelor caucus instead, or that Iowa picked its uh, its nominee for president for both from both parties by presenting them with roses and like and telling, asking them if they're here for the right reasons oh, and God. looking for that other side of them. The thought of Ted Cruz like flaunting a rose. 
makes me feel sick to my stomach. Well, he did win the rose last night. He did. Uh, good for him. And meanwhile, you missed something that was very much like a caucus in uh, its own way. Okay. Because Emily went to tell Ben that Olivia is the worst person on earth. Uh-huh. And he decided to ask all of the women what they thought about Olivia and whether that should sway his vote. <laughs> oh, that's very caucusy. Yeah. Wow. But I of course, I should have hung on. Yeah. You could have, in a way, had both experiences. Yeah. But she got a rose, right? That's the thing. She already had a rose from the group date. Yeah. Um, and then he pulls her aside, and that's when the episode ends. Oh. So the question is, is he going to take her rose away? Is he going to Is he going to deflower her? <laughs> wow. The first ever deflowering on The Bachelor. That we know of. Is not what you think. <laughs> Um, I don't think that he will. I think that the show needs her to stick around for a few weeks, and I think he likes her because she's pretty. That is true. But I have I have a hard time sympathizing with this because I'm like, all of these girls are really pretty. Yeah, she's got a really interesting face, though. Yeah. Like, she's a little different. She Yeah, she's kind of got a Cameron Diaz vibe, like young Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And she um, she's also... I think one of those people that when you talk to them, see, I get really freaked out when some people are too interested in what I have to say. I like want to back away until I leave the room and then start running. Um, but she, uh, she's one of those people that like would lean in and nod, and you know, the sympathetic interviewer who who touches your arm when you like that. She's probably a really engaging person to talk to. Yeah. She seems like also that. she doesn't seem that interested in what anyone else has to say. Right. So that probably makes her seem more fun and independent. Right. Like when Ben was grieving for his family friends and she like didn't even really notice because she was only interested in talking about her cankles. Right. Oh my God. Her cankles. Yeah. So we ended this episode on a huge cliffhanger, much like the way that I went to bed last night, not knowing whether Hillary or Bernie was going to win the caucus. And I still don't know. Uh, Hillary was declared the winner. Okay. With, by not very much. Yeah. It was, a, it was quite a Yeah. Close there was race. a few precincts where they had to flip a coin. Wow. And I was just thinking. That doesn't seem. Yeah. This morning. Like a, well, I know it's the whatever democracy is weird. But this morning I was just thinking that it's, of course, the money's on Hillary's side. She won a coin toss. <laughs> yeah, so Olivia is now potentially on the chopping block. We have to wait until next week. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. Thanks for having me. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now for our feminism fails. There were some pretty bad ones this week. First, Ben and the film crew arrive extra early to wake up the women and reveal what they look like on camera without makeup. We're giving that a three. I'm so sick of this whole episode where they show what the women look like in the morning before they get ready. We get it. Women put on makeup. Next, Olivia thinks Amanda isn't coming home from her date because she has kids, and Ben wouldn't want that. We're giving that a three. This whole idea that a woman is ruined because she has children already is a little outdated. Next, in Mexico, apparently, according to our contestants— they say that you're ready to get married when you can cook, if you're a woman. 
We're giving that a four. Ben tries to say that this is just a way of saying that it's nice to cook together, but I'm pretty sure that's not what it means. Finally, Olivia tells Amanda that her situation reminds her of teen mom. We're giving that a five. Again, women are not ruined by having children, and this isn't something to make snide comments about. Come on. And now for the tweet of the week. And I know you've all had plenty of Aaron Gloria Ryan already, but this is also my favorite tweet of the week from at Morning Gloria. God, this season of The Bachelor is like watching several decorative birds compete to the death for a single bowl of plain seeds. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Aaron Gloria Ryan, and thanks to our producer, Caitlin Boguki, and editor, Nick Offenberg. Have you had a chance to find Here to Make Friends on iTunes? If not, now is the perfect time to subscribe and give us a rating. Every time we get a new subscription or review, our show climbs the iTunes chart, which helps other people discover our show. Plus, I could really use a pick-me-up this week. I'm feeling pretty abandoned by my trusty co-pilot. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. Or you can send us an email, here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll both talk to you next week. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.